Hey guys, this is One Question Wednesday. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. This is episode nine, where I talk with Spiritual Blacksmith. I met Spiritual Blacksmith during my Mindfulness Facilitator training program and really appreciate her energy and the things that she has to say, the way that she carries herself. And this is a really cool episode where we talk about how we integrate our spiritual experiences into the human dimension that we find ourselves living in most of the time. You know, peak experiences are great, but we eventually have to come out of the clouds and still be a human. So how do we do that? And how do we integrate those two different dimensions of our experience? So I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Hey, how are you? I am well, thanks. How are you doing today? Great, great. All right. Well, welcome to One Question Wednesday, the podcast where we keep our question to uh, just the single one. And today my guest is Spiritual Blacksmith. So I think today I would actually like you to maybe describe yourself a little bit, just so I don't do you a disservice. I know you have a lot of different hats, so... Uh, well, thank you so much for having me on the show. So my name is Spiritual Blacksmith. I'm a spiritual psychic medium, beta healer, a Reiki practitioner, yogi, all kinds of things, energy worker, space holder, nurturer, lover of earth, lover of people, and all those things. So yeah, that's what I do. Awesome. And we met doing uh, mindfulness and meditation facilitator training last year. That's right. We're both meditation teachers. That's yes. added to the list. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really, really happy to have you on the show today. And the you know, the one question, and I'm going to invite people that are in the audience to add their one question as well. Uh, maybe something that we start to talk about will spark another question. But I think we, we, we wanted to talk about integration. You know, when we were talking about doing this podcast, um, this really great topic came up of integrating the spiritual aspects of life with like the human experience. And, and the more, the, the more human parts. So I guess my one question for today is, you know, how do you integrate those two parts of, of your life together? Ooh, that's a big question. How do I? Uh, I try. Uh, I don't think anyone, you know, has it down pat, but, um, integration for me is all about, um, tapping into who you are on a soul level mm-hmm. and then remembering that you are eternal. And that you are living this life to accomplish some purpose. And I don't know if you or any of the watchers, you know, believe in past lives, but I'm a believer in past lives. So I know that with every life that we come into, we learn new things. And so I think it's our, um, our soul's desire to learn and grow in every lifetime. And so for me, integration is about rediscovering those lessons, those wonderful aspects of you and your soul and integrating them into your life in the 3D or the matrix, whatever you want to call it, you know, to grow, you know, the lessons you learned before on unconditional love. Okay. Let's test that out. Did you really learn about unconditional love when you went through that past life and discovered that hardship? Did you really work through abandonment? Did you really work through trust? All of those things. And so for me, that's what I think about when I say integration on one level, uh, but it's also uh, integrating 
you know, your day-to-day life, you know, like what you learned about yourself last year, what you learned about your body through like your surgery, mm-hmm. you know, learning how to listen to your breath and noticing how it changes your body chemistry. So integration is such a, a broad word that can be used in so many different, different ways. But I feel like it's, it's a beautiful word. You know, it's a beautiful word. It's all about growth and, um, cause no one wants to stay stagnant. Right. No, but grow, you integrate experience, you integrate advice, you integrate, you know, desires and goals for your life, and then you go and you move forward. So, so that's kind of what I think about when I say integration, but it can be used in so many contexts, uh, spiritual integration. Uh, people are discovering new ways to expand their mind, plant medicine, breath work, yoga, all these things. I think it's because people really want integration integration different parts of their life and who they are to become that one whole being. I think one thing that I heard in what you just said was being able to practice equanimity as well. You know, like some of those, some of those lessons, maybe sometimes are realizing like, we're not going to get what we think we want right when we want it. You know, there there might be another, uh, a lesson there, right. For us and being able to, to see the blessings and, and the lessons in those circumstances, in those opportunities, rather than feeling like, oh, well, I'm not getting what I want, or, you know, feeling like, you know, that, that, that I'm a victim, you know, is, is a big part of like integrating for me. You know, I, I, you, you mentioned plant medicine and, you know, what I see a lot with, especially people that are newer to plant medicine is they come off of this like real spiritual high. You know, they have these peak experiences. Everything is love and light and, and, and beautiful. And it's a great place to be. Right. And then at some point, like somebody's going to cut you off in traffic or you got to go back to the job that you aren't happy with or, you know, sort of life that human experience comes back. And so that that's always been a big part of integration for me is like, well, how are you going to integrate that love and light into your life so that you're not spiritual bypassing, you know, you're not like denying part of your humanity, but you're, you're, you're bringing that sacred element that you've discovered, um, into, into the human parts, you know, into the, the, the matrixy parts as well. Yes. You hit on a lot there, Jonathan. Yeah. So it's like, um, I think there's like a saying, right? Like how, like life, life is a ceremony. So like, how, how can we make, how can we, how can we integrate that into our life? That, that, that life is a ceremony. You know, it's not something that we have to go somewhere else and do. It's not a part of us. And that, for me, that's why like meditation and breathwork are so important for integration because it's just connecting back to who we are in the present. Right. And then we're able to remember like, Oh, I am the spiritual being, you know, having a human experience. That's, that's so much it. I mean, and, and we forget that, you know, for the past few days, there's been a little meme going on around social media. Instead of asking, you know, why is this happening? Ask yourself, you know, what am I learning from them? Mm. Or maybe what is the gift in this? And you're right. I mean, life is, it's when I gave a sermon, um, a couple months ago about the earth school. Like we're in school. Mm. We are in school right now. You know, we have different courses that we take. We have different majors that we all came to major in. Whatever your major is in is 
probably different from mine. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're all in the same school. And, you know, that means we're going to have different classes, different teachers, different classmates. And so if you look at it like that, if you remember when you were in junior high or elementary or college, going through that and seeing all these people, you're all in the same school, different classes, different teachers. You see each other at recess, <laughs> each other at lunch, you go in different ways. Right. And so if I'm a biology major and you're a philosophy major and I'm trying to go to your class, how's that going to work with me graduating with my major? It's not going to work. And lots of times, many of us are in the wrong class. We're walking our friends to their class and then I'm going to our class. I should be going to the chemistry building, yet I'm going to philosophy. And all of a sudden, I'm derailed. You know, and so I, I give people that example to, to really put it in perspective. Like you said, life is the ceremony. Life is the school. Like, this is it. This is it, you know? And so try to have fun and, and know that you're here to learn every step of the way. And all of your experiences are teachers. And some mm. teachers suck. They, suck. <laughs> they really do. And others are amazing, you know? Um, it's about you to go, wow, that, that teacher taught me. Ooh, I hope I pass that test because you don't want to take that again. And so your goal should be to pass your classes so you don't have to them later on in another life with another person, with another situation. You don't want to go through that again. So my goal in this life is to really work through my lessons, however painful they may be, and at least recognize them. A lot of people don't even recognize what their lessons are. Like recognize them and work through them the best you can. So that if you have to deal with them again, at least it's, at least it's on a lower level. Mm. You know, and, and so front and center to you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of important to realize that. And then it's not going to like blow everything open for you, but it's going to cause a little shift in your, in your thoughts. And you're going to see things differently. And all you need is that little baby shift, that one breath. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I tell people, if you just, if you, if you had just taken a breath before you cuss someone out, <laughs> if you had just taken a breath before you choke someone, your life would have been different. And I think if you talk to anyone who probably sitting on death row for some crazy murder, they had that split second where they could have not done it. And so it's just like the breath work that you do and the, and the spiritual work that I do, if people just stop in that moment, tune in just a moment and integrate, you could have changed your life one or the other. And so um, there's so much to, to all that we do and learning these lessons and integrating. And, um, but it's a very simple thing, very simple, but we make it complicated. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. They're crazy. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really like that you mentioned just all the different decisions that have led up to the present moment, right? Like, I think we, we tend to think of the present as just being this split second thing. And so sometimes we, we act without thinking, like you were saying. One of the things that helps me with that perspective, and I've been talking about it this week, is just pulling back that lens on gratitude and just realizing like how many trillions, you know, infinite number of decisions had to happen exactly the way that they happened for us to be in this present moment, right here, right now, doing exactly what we're doing. You know, like all the all the things that your parents could have done differently and all the things that their parents could have done differently. And then, you know, if, if we're bringing in, you know, past lives and, you know, other consciousnesses, other realities, like there's this whole other level that, you know, we're not even really seeing in the same way that we do, you know, like, oh, well, you know, when I was five, we moved to LA and then, you know, this happened and I met, you know, this person because we went to school together. So there's so many different micro decisions that go into like just being here. 
And yeah, you're absolutely right. Just taking the next breath in, in presence with mindfulness is, you know, a way that you can influence that and like come from a good place, you know, integrate those lessons that you've learned instead of uh, reacting, you know, respond rather than react. But I think also, too, it's just it's ingrained in us as humans. And I always tell people that your body, this wonderful biological ecosystem of awesomeness is here in this life. And so, you know, we think about things because we have experiences that we tie them to. And so we we and our brain is this wonderful thing that seeks to keep us alive. You know, it sends out these different orders to our body to breathe, to pump blood, to send cortisol, whatever, to keep our body, our physical body alive. But your brain only knows this life. Mm. It only knows its experience. So however old you are, however old your brain is. And so your brain is always going to seek to look for some experience of the past to tie whatever's going on to now so it knows how to save you. In other words, if you're four and you put your hand on the stove right. and you burn yourself, you burn hand on stove equals burn. And for the rest of your life, you're going to remember right. to keep, right? And so when we have right. these experiences in life every day, our brain to keep us safe, i.e. emotionally safe as well, will go to a past experience. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we go through our whole entire lives connecting to past experiences so that we can move forward safely. Yeah. Or at least we think, right. we think so. So I always try to tell people, instead of asking, well, what do you think about that? I go, what do you feel about that? And they go, do you mean, what do you think? No, no. What do you feel about that? And so when you ask yourself, what do you feel about that? You drop it out of your brain and into your heart center, into your intuition, into your third chakra, to what you feel. Because we have this beautiful um, GPS internal intuitive thing in our body that tells us what's always in our best and highest good. Mm-hmm. Always. But it battles our brain, which is like, wait, but I need to save you. It's like, uh... I know. <laughs> We're good. I just need to feel my way through this. And that allows you not to tie yourself to anything in the past, which I think is why uh, Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, was so powerful for people. Because he talks about right now being the present, not being in the past and those past feelings, not being the future and having anxiety, but being here right now. Because right now, nothing's wrong in the very moment. It's the minute you think about, oh, I need to, what about then your anxiety or, oh, last time I, and then you're in the past. And so it's all about like being right where you are and having that gratitude for right where you are. So you're not tied to the past or worried about what's to come, but just enjoying this moment. Like you said, and like being in the ceremony, being in the dance of life, like in real time. And then when you're in that real moment, it's like, you're just worried about what's going on now. Like you don't even have a care about what's going to happen, which means you're not freaked out about it, which means you can enjoy whatever comes like, Oh, look. There's a party. Oh, look, you know, you just get excited. It's like walking through camp seeing your friend. Oh my God, there's my friend Tara. Hey girl. Cause you're just walking the class. You're just, and you're just excited about whatever's to come. You know, instead of like, Oh my gosh, running, running, running with your head down. You're just like being in the moment of where you are. Sometimes when I'm in traffic and I'm late, I'm like, crap, crap. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Let me just relax because if I'm speeding to get to where I'm supposed to be, maybe there's an accident. Right. Maybe I'm being slowed down in this moment to save my life. Chill. And I'm like, relax. Okay. And I just begin to enjoy life a little bit more by shifting yourself to that gratitude in the moment and taking a breath. And I have to literally take a breath to catch myself and go, okay, breathe. And I go like this. I'm like, you're okay. Right now you're okay. Yeah. And then I think more clearly. I've given my brain that minute to like detach from whatever it was trying to connect itself to and freak itself out in the moment to save me. 
Right. And so I think all of these things just like lead this whole integration thing about being in the moment. So I loved what you said a minute ago, which took me off on that tangent. Yeah. Uh, so for me, um, I feel like there's uh, an appreciation that can come up for that, for that, we'll call it like a survival pattern, right? You know, you mentioned, okay, something, something in our past was not safe at a certain point. And then for the rest of our lives, we have this imprint, um, you know, in, in our consciousness, in our neurological wiring that says like, don't do that because it's dangerous. And the, the problem is, is that, you know, of course, danger is, is a good, you know, instinct. It's a good awareness to have. It keeps us alive, you know, for over millennia. But nowadays, most of the things that we get scared about are not really actual dangers for us anymore. So I, I used to feel like, okay, there's something broken. There's something that needs to be fixed and I need to just stop what I'm doing until, until I can fix it until I can fix this problem. You know, just like if your car wasn't starting, well, you're not going to sit there and push the car, right? You're not going to like, um, try to coast downhill and in, into it. You're just going to wait and try to fix it before you can go on. But it's not really like that. You know, for now I can say, Hey, I see, you know, whatever part of, of me is feeling like they need to protect me from some danger. Thank you. You know, you, you did a really good job because I'm here now and I'm safe and I'm not in danger. So I really appreciate what you did for me. You know, you did, you did fabulously. And now you can just take a, you can take a deep breath. Like you can take a back seat. You don't need to be driving this bus. You know, like I got this or we're totally safe. And so I think it's really interesting that like the way, the way through some of those issues that we all face is just by being present with it, by having gratitude for, you know, like the, the, the solution is so close to the, to the challenge, you know, like it's the same thing. It's just we're, we're handling it in this, in a way that um, our body can handle, our mind can handle, our spirit can handle. And if we, we overload ourselves, we can find ourselves right back in that place where we're not feeling safe. But if we take it in these like really like easy bite size, you know, digestible bits, we can like let our body know like, Hey, it's, it's cool now. Like I'm safe. And, and then that's the way that I feel like I'm integrating some of those experiences that, you know, didn't used to be, didn't used to feel safe for me, you know? And, um, it's not, it's not so much like, Hey, I need to stop this and fix it before I can go on. It's like, let's just do the best in the moment with what we, ha- what we can. And we're going to learn because we're not like in danger anymore. No, that's so true. That's and just like you said, it's like, of course, putting your hand in the stove and you're five. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. But it has no account that you're older, you're taller. Now that you're taller, you could see that the stove is on. Yeah. So you know, there's all these factors that we don't think about. All we know is hand stove, not safe. Right. Hand stove, not instead of all the things that went into that situation that made it not safe then. And and it's funny that you said that because a few things that you said I actually gave a sermon on that very thing about releasing the steering wheel and hopping in the backseat and really not always needing to like drive the car and just having that faith and that trust. 
And also the fact about having to tell yourself constantly, we're good. Yeah. Like I'm a lawyer by trade. So my brain is wired to look for the things that are not right mm-hmm. in a situation. Mm-hmm. You know, being a litigator and going get it ready for trial. Where are the holes in my case? Right. What's going on with this? So I'm trained to do that. And so I have to remind my brain, girl, I love you. You're awesome. You've gotten me so far. You saved me. You brought me here. You've given me degrees. You've given me certifications. Thank you for all of that. However, we're good. We're good. Let me let my soul take over in this moment. Yeah. You know, I could shift myself right out of that, that, you know, and get into the, just feel your, feel yourself. You're good. You're good. What do you feel like you need to do in this? Okay, good. Now I know that happened last time, but also last time you were that years old, you were in that place, those people, that situation. Where are you now? It's been 10 years. I'm in, and you have to put yourself in your brains. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, are we good? Okay. We're good. And it sounds kind of stupid, but I literally have this conversation mm-hmm. with my brain yeah. to get her to chill out and it works. And so for anyone watching, feel free to talk to yourself because just like when you were five and you needed to, you know, talk to your parent about something and they go, okay, now Tommy, do you understand why this happened? You do that now and your brain responds. And so I think a lot of times people don't really talk to themselves, mm-hmm. care and nurture. Right. But that really, you know, stave off a lot of the issues that we have if you just, communicate with yourself in that way, in that loving way and go, thank you so much for everything. You are great. You're not anxiety ridden. You're just trying to care for me. Thank you for that. But we're good right now. So thank you for like highlighting that again. I think that's a really important point for people to hear and understand. Yeah. It's been this really um, important message for me lately. Um, one of, one of my coaches that I'm working with really pointed out, she said, you know, it, it just really sounds like you need you need to give yourself the thing that you wanted as a child that you weren't getting because what happens when we don't when we don't get that from external sources is we grow up and then we start to seek that in our relationships and most of the time it ends up being toxic in some way right we're looking for the 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 love and affection or validation that we didn't get from our parents Um, you know, and if we can like take that next step and say, well, wait a minute, I don't need somebody else to give this to me. I can be that parent. I can, I can give myself that validation, that love, that affection that I needed when, when I was a child, then it's a a wonderful way to go back and like heal some of those relationships, heal some of those wounds and just realize like, I am enough. I have everything that I need, you know, I right inside of me, I don't need other people to, to complete me, to fulfill me. Like I'm, I'm whole and I'm, you know, well, just the way that I am. So, you know, that's, that's definitely something I'm working on integrating. No, that was perfect. You keep saying all the things that I talk about all the time. And I love that because I say that same thing all the time. I mean, when I read the book, The Celestine Prophecy years ago, uh, it kind of blew my mind because it had been written in like, I think 95 or something by James Redfield. And some of the concepts in that book are things that I knew in my soul to be true. And I've been talking about for years with other people. And I opened up this book and I was like, oh my gosh. But he talks about that. He talks about how there's this power struggle dynamic, dynamic with people because we seek to get our validation and power from other people mm. instead of from source. And so I don't know what people's, you know, religious beliefs are, but I was raised Christian. I still consider myself a lover and follower of Jesus, love it all. But I'm also a very spiritual person. I know there's way more and that religion puts us in this little restrictive box that 
with stupid rules. So I don't consider myself to be religious, but more spiritual. But in the book, he talks about being connected to source and having that energy from source and source, the creator of all that is, is unlimitless. I mean, sorry, limitless. And so source can never run out of power or love or anything. So we never have to like fight to share because there's literally enough for everyone. Yeah. We have enough. And so when you realize that you're connected to source that is limitless, so you don't have to, I don't need to get my power or control you because I'm already connected to source. And if we're all connected to source, it means we all have enough power, which means when I'm with you in a relationship, we can just be. I don't need to assert power, get power from you or need you to validate me because I'm already connected to source. And so it just really made so much sense to me. And I'm like, that's why we always are at each other trying to feel powerful. That's why races and ethnicities and countries go and fight in wars because we're always trying to dominate each other because we always want to get power. It's like, but there's enough. Like, there's literally enough for all of us in every way, even on Earth. Like, all these resources, there's enough for all of us. But yet we fight and it just hurts my heart that we have to fight with each other for things like that. And I just want to tell people sometimes, like you're, like you said, like you're enough, man. You're enough the way you are. Are you perfect? No, but you're enough. You're enough. And then once you have the realization that you're enough, you can like relax and go, okay, wow, I'm enough. Let me just enjoy myself. And then you begin to love yourself more. And when you love yourself, you can then love other people because you can't give what you don't have. And so right. when you realize you're enough, you know someone else is enough, then you look at them with more compassion and they feel it. Then they look back at you with more compassion and you feel it. And here you go. We're all uh, compassionate with each other. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Well, I think that's, uh, might be a good place to, to wrap it up with, uh, us being with each other and compassionate and just everybody's enough. We're all working towards the same goal. <laughs> that's right. On campus. <laughs> I love that too. Like, I feel like we could riff on that one for a while oh, just in and of itself. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you being a guest today here, um, today, Spiritual Blacksmith. Um, if people want to learn more about you or um, about your offerings, where should they go? Thank you so much. So you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook at Spiritual Blacksmith. I also have a website, www.spiritualblacksmith.com. You can also find me on YouTube. I'd love for you guys to go check out some of the sermons that I've given before, which literally talked about many of the things we talked about today on their own. So... Uh, go check out all of that stuff. I'd love to hear from you. I do readings and healings for people all the time. So if you want to hear from a loved one, and you want a psychic reading, you can also contact me for that or for a personalized yoga session, whatever it is that you need. I really tell my clients that I help you remember why you came to this life. Mm. Why'd you come? Can I help you remember your passions and who you are so that you can have the life you desire? So that's my goal for everyone that I come in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your wonderful thoughts and words with us. And um, yeah, until uh, next week, thanks for joining One Question Wednesday and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. 
Thanks for checking out this episode of One Question Wednesday. I hope that not only you enjoyed it, but that you feel inspired to go and practice, you know, go meditate, do some breath work, take an ice bath, or that you feel curious about adding a new practice to your self-development and transformation work. As always, if you can like, follow, subscribe the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on, it really helps just making that or adding a review really helps push the show up in the algorithm. And also follow me on Instagram at Blue Magic Alchemy, all one word. And if you're interested in learning more about breathwork or you'd like support integrating or preparing for self-development and transformational work, uh, reach out to me at bluemagicalchemy at gmail.com or on Instagram to set up a discovery call for integration coaching. Until next time, thank you, be well, and keep practicing. Mm -hmm.